What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This is my baby, and these two were just along riding my carpet, my carpet tail. Kevin Sherrington. I did not choose the dance life. It chose me. Barry Horn. You know what my intention is? When's the last time that anybody has ever asked you a question? No one's ever asked me a question. I'm married. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Balls. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z podcast. And our guest right now, coming up on the Ballsy Podcast, is... The Dean. I'm calling you the Dean from now on, Mr. Sham. Is that okay? But it's not accurate. It is accurate. No. It's it's fake news. It's not. Okay, let's explain to everybody. I'll let you explain to everybody why you're not the Dean, and I will insist you are the Dean of radio voices around the NFL. Go. Well, you, you would have to really be scraping by on the technicality to call me the Dean because I started... One year before um, Merrill Reese, the uh, voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, but deanship implies length of service. And although I started one year before Merrill, he had the years with the Eagles that I left the Cowboys to do the Rangers. Consequently, he has uh, two years of service with them, more than I do with the Cowboys. Hence, he's the dean. Now I have you on the witness stand, Mr. Sham. True or false, you started a year before him in 1976. Yes or no? Uh, ask and answer. I already stated that. Okay. Oh, you're your own attorney. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with you're the dean. You you started before everybody else. And I'm, that's my story. Yeah, but, I did, but I did not serve consecutive points of service, and therefore I'm not the dean. Okay. So you, so are you the dean in waiting? Do you want to call yourself the dean in waiting? I'll call myself second in tenure. Cra- I'm very the, happy to be where I am. The crown prince. You know, Prince Charles has been second in, second in tenure for a very long time. Very long time. So, uh, so you, we're talking to you. Uh, let me just say, I'm Barry Horn from the Dallas Morning News. I don't know where Kevin Sherrington is. He's tardy. Evan Grant, he's tardy. Sean Bass, he's tardy. But I'm here. Wow. For, I'm, I'm here for you, Brad. And thank, yeah, thank you, Barry. And, I'm here for you. And, and ooh, th- th- thanks for being with us, Brad. You're, you're in Oxnard. I'm in Dallas. What's the mood in Oxnard? Uh, it's great because it's like seventy-one degrees or something. Seventy-one is Training, it? Is is it wind? It's, it, it, it's something like that. It's close to that. It could be sixty-eight. Right? It feels warmish. I'm thinking it's above seventy. And for for us here, where it's going to be another hundred degree day here, what about the Cowboys? What about the team? Oh, you know, I I think that um, they're pretty optimistic and businesslike. I think the um, you know, it's interesting. The headlines point a, a paint a picture of uh, disarray and distraction, and um, I, I don't see that in the players at all. I've talked to a number of them privately. You know, they just had one 
one practice and one walkthrough as we have this conversation. Uh, but the physical health of the team is good. If there are guys who are not on the practice field in the next few days, it'll be by design. Uh, it'll be for maintenance purposes and because they're bringing some guys along slowly. Uh, everybody has high expectations of being competitive and being contenders, and um, they're, so they're in the process of uh, building the team. All right, so I'll ask, I'll ask about the one player who everybody seems to be focused on on his knee, Jalen Smith. Was he out there yesterday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, the first uh, two days of practice, yesterday and today, uh, what they're doing is um, individual position drills. They're not doing offense versus defense. Uh, but he but they did line up offense, defense uh, in their walkthrough yesterday morning, and they will do that again this morning. And he's currently running as the second middle linebacker. But I thought the things that he did yesterday, and I tried to spend a little bit of time watching him. All you can tell is from how he seems to move. But he's he's running and he's cutting and he's going backwards and forwards and laterally. And that doesn't mean he's he's going to be effective playing football. But I haven't seen anything that tells me that he's not going to be. I think it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how much work they let him do. I think there are going to be times when uh, they don't have him on the practice field consecutive days. And uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what he can do. And his teammates expect him to be a player and a productive player. Is he is he wearing a red jersey or is he in the same jersey? No. Okay. A red jersey would mean that he couldn't get hit. That's what, what I'm yeah, referring and, to. And they've never had that. In all my years, they've never had anybody wear a red jersey, including quarterbacks, which a lot of teams. So if he, if he was if he was running second at middle linebacker, who was with the what was the first uh, group of linebackers? Right now, uh, Anthony Hitchens is in the middle. Lee's on the weak side, and Damian Wilson is on the strong side. Keep in mind that's uh, defensive formation. They I don't know if they play it twenty five percent of the time. Most of the time they're in a nickel. Wilson's the one who comes off the field. If uh, Smith were completely healthy then Hitchens might be the one who comes off the field also, and, and, and Smith could easily move up to uh, starting middle linebacker at some point, but he's, he's got to earn that uh, first. And then the more interesting question to me uh, in the summer will be if something happens with Damian Wilson's uh, pending uh, legal issue over, over that uh, parking space uh, kerfuffle before camp started, if he becomes unavailable for some period of time, then we'd have to see who would step in for him. Okay. And, and what about uh, Lucky Whitehead? That was the headline everywhere here today, back here in Dallas. Lucky Whitehead. Yeah, I, I understand that. And, and isn't that the state of events? I mean, Lucky Whitehead, to me, Lucky Whitehead's job was a huge jeopardy the day they drafted Ryan Switzer. And it's not... It was about 35% for football reasons. He was marginally productive as a kick. He had the kickoff return for a touchdown on the first play of preseason last year. But can you name an impact kick return that he's had in the last two years? No, but and he's fumbled a few. T- he, and he's fumbled a few times on reverses. Now, more than that. What, what that does is it means you don't have, if you're just an average player, and that's what he's been, 
he made a couple of nice plays on fly sweeps. They're going to have other people who can do that. And if you are a marginal player, you don't have any wiggle room for behavioral issues. And there have been a number of questionable judgments by Lucky off the field, 90% of which media and the public never heard about. So believe me, his, his release was not because of this one disputed arrest warrant in Virginia in June. So from what you're saying is there are different uh, grades of how much the Cowboys will put up with depending on the player's production on, on the field. Well, of course. Okay. That's, what's news about that? That's true of every team and every, at every level in every sport. I, Brad, breaking news here. Evan Grant has just wandered in here. He's put on. He's well, put, I'm delighted to have Evan there because he will confirm that if a guy, if two baseball players uh, have similar behavioral uh, questions about them, and one is a 210 hitter who drives in uh, 25 runs a year, and the other is a 260 hitter hits 40 home runs and drives in 100 runs a year, that the the, the uh, judicial scale will not tip the same for both of those players. Ladies and gentlemen, the award-winning Evan Grant. No, they, they won't tip the scale. The scales won't tip the same way for, for those players. The, Hi, Ev. Hi, Brad. How are you? And I, I apologize for being a few minutes late here, and I'm probably going to just raise an issue that's already been brought up. But I... I, I certainly understand that this is um, uh, this is the uh, this is the business of pro sports, and your your crimes are only as great uh, when compared to your production. Uh, but I, I still think for the Cowboys, and that's really you know we're talking about the Cowboys and their brand. The, the, the credibility issue comes to comes down to this that you just spent what 90 minutes the day before talking about character and how important character is and and the the head coach has gone on and on and on about that and then the next day coming off the field you've got this this whitehead story breaking and and clearly uh, based on the last few seconds of what i caught from from you this isn't the first incident that uh, is that right? Are you saying this isn't the first incident that the Cowboys had with Whitehead? Um, that's what I'm saying. Um, but 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 if you're going to say I'm I'm going to anticipate your your next point. If you're saying uh, zero tolerance on anything, then I I think that that is not a realistic way to deal with young men in their twenties. You need a little time to find out who a guy is. And uh, I, I saw Garrett's uh, statement um, from yesterday when he walked off the practice field in the afternoon where he basically, as I understood it, said that over time he just the kid wasn't growing. Right. He wasn't improving. And I think that is the key point. A rookie, you know, will get a couple of bumps in the road if he's a good player, look back at Kervin Richards for crying out loud. Right. You know, this is no different than Jimmy Johnson cutting Kervin Richards to make a statement. He was a marginal player. Lucky Whitehead's a marginal player. Terrific kid. Love the young guy. 
bad judgment. You can't have bad judgment at uh, uh, and and be a marginal player uh, on a team where the spotlight is shining on that uh, on some of those things. Anyway, it's uh, I, I'm gonna I'm going to make a political reference here. That's my opinion, and I've and I've really been trying not to use this, but I think it's appropriate. In and of itself, in a microcosm, I'm not sure how big a deal it was for the President of the United States to, at the G20 dinner, walk down the aisle and sit next to the President of Russia. Don't do it in the middle of a Russia investigation. Bad timing. Use your head. Yeah, and all of that agreed. I just I I think that it just from my perspective if and I'm I'm not quite sure how to get this out here because I I think we're we're all stating the obvious, but I think the bottom line is it also just becomes unfortunate and not a good look for the Cowboys specifically with all the other investigations and and things going on to talk about character and then be caught off guard that this this failure to appear notice was kind of looming out there for for Whitehead so I I I get it he wasn't he wasn't I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure uh I know what Jason said, that he only heard about it walking off the practice field. I don't know if that was true uh, of everybody in the organization. I've heard varying things about that. It, it, it really kind of doesn't matter. And then, you know, you've got Lucky's uh, agent, as I understand it, saying that it, he, he wasn't even the one who had the who was arrested because he wasn't even there. But the, uh, Prince George's uh, county records, uh, show that someone with his name was arrested for that shot. You know what? It's not worth the trouble. Right. You're not good enough to be worth the trouble right now. We've got other fish to fry. Let's move on and start talking about football. Yeah, and that's, I, that's, I think ultimately I, that's what... I'm not what... saying you and me. I'm saying I think that's their point of view. And, and I, you know, I guess there were a few um, uh, radio people talking yesterday. I say I guess because I'm I didn't hear it, but I'm told that some people are saying that it's hypocrisy for them to cut Lucky Whitehead. I mean, do you want them to cut guys for good behavior, for a bad behavior, or not? And then if you want to say, well, they're they're meeting out justice unevenly, what about Zeke Elliott? Well, are you saying you want them to cut Zeke Elliott? Is that what you're saying? Right, right. Players are not treated the same. Just use common sense, people. I think, you know, I think... And we sit here in the media, and we do nothing but second guess. But I think the the better the better look for the Cowboys, based on how much I think they are aware of what's going on with their players, and and how much they do monitor these guys, the better look would be on one of these guys to be proactive and get the get the story out, make it send the message before it breaks in the public. You know that that's the one thing. Um, I, I I can't disagree with that. Yeah, that that's the one thing I think where you could you could actually you know the same thing takes place. You you know you, this is we're talking about Lucky Whitehead who whose biggest contribution is making everybody feel um, a little bit sympathetic towards his puppy. 
Um, that's I think that's been his biggest contribution here in Dallas. And uh, you do have an opportunity to send a message and say, this guy isn't living up to the standards that we've set. And you do that ahead of the story, not behind it. But that's also not the realistic world that we live in. And, you know, what, what we right. do in sports is, is we react. And, and, and so we do sit here and have this kind of moral discussion about, well, are their words hollow or are their words not hollow? I don't think the Cowboys' words are any more hollow than, than any other club. And it, it still comes down to if you can't perform, if you don't right. contribute, and you're an issue, yeah, we're going to get rid of you. Yeah, you, you're not going to get a job, and that, but it's not just true of the Cowboys. Right. It's true of every sport at every level in America, and it's probably true of international soccer. Absolutely. I mean, if you play for if you play for Chelsea and you're a really good player and you get arrested twice a year, you know they're going to have conversations with you. And but if you're scoring goals you're probably going to be allowed to make your millions of pounds. And if you're an average player who doesn't really contribute that much and you're getting arrested and you're a headache, then you're out of here. That's just the way it is, and it's not, it has nothing to do with the Cowboys. That's just the way it is. Brad, I'll take this, take this to another level. At, here at Sports Day, if I commit the same crime Evan commits, I'm out on the street. There you go. And, and, Evan is, and Evan is, they bring him in and pat him on the back and say, Tatola, Please don't do it again. Well, you're, I mean, you're you are kidding. You're kind of kidding. And I was actually thinking about sports writers, but just let me just say, when Randy Galloway was the lead columnist at the Dallas Morning News, if he got, uh, if, if he if he was guilty of bad behavior, uh, and another uh, writer not of his stature was guilty of the same behavior, do you think they'd be treated differently? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Ab- absolutely. Of course they would. Of course, of course, you do know, Brad, that when in the early days when uh, everybody went on the road, Randy would look at expense accounts before we turned it into the sports editor, and he would go, Horn, you didn't put in, put, put in enough money for lunch today or, or dinner that night. And he'd, he'd make me redo. Right, because right, he, he, he didn't want his Stand out. Uh, yeah, but let's let's talk let's talk a little bit about the players who will be on the field for the Cowboys who will be playing. <laughs> okay, so we're seventeen. How how much time have we spent talking about Lucky Whitehead? Seven, uh, exactly what happened on Sunday, and I get it. It's the Cowboys, and it's been this way the entire time I've been around them. They had a forty-five minute news conference, and the starting quarterback's name wasn't mentioned for the first thirty-eight of them. We're, we're eighteen minutes into the podcast, and let me ask you, Dak. Prescott. Uh, there we go. How, what, what the pressure, what's the pressure going to be like on Dak this season? I can't see how it could be much greater than it was last season. But, but what, I mean, he, he, he walked in as a fourth-round draft choice with everybody proclaiming, oh, he can't do this. And uh, Because it was fairly early in training camp when he had to start doing something. Once, uh, once uh, Romo got hurt, he was already the backup when Kellen Moore got hurt before they uh, played the first preseason game. So everybody said, well, he can't do this. Well, then he did it all year. And so now people are starting the year saying, well, I wonder if he can do it again. Well, I don't see that as more pressure. Um, I I actually think he's a really unusual young man who's built for leadership and to handle uh, the pressure. 
he, I think he completely understands his responsibilities, and uh, I think he also understands that he has to improve as a player, and I expect that he will because most players, and especially good ones, improve more from year one to year two than uh, than at any other time in their career. And, and so, I, yeah, I don't see the pressure being any more on him than it was last year. Well, then, should, should 32 people who run drafts in the NFL, including the Cowboys, be fired because he lasted until the fourth round of the draft a year ago? I, I am reluctant to use that F word, Barry, only because I've been fired and I don't throw it around easily. But I would certainly think that the bosses of 32 people, including the Cowboys, would be calling their personnel people in uh, at some point during that year and saying, uh, tell me again why we didn't draft that guy. Yeah. The Chicago Bears had three picks in the, fourth r- in the fourth round ahead of the Cowboys and didn't take them. I mean, th- there's, I would never call for anyone's, uh, I'd, I'd say never, I, I'm reluctant to call for anyone's firing, but I think there are a lot of questions that ought to be asked about how do we all miss that guy. Well, the, the Cowboys had a fourth-round pick before Dak, too, as well, right? I'm right. They did, and he hasn't been on the field yet. But his now he's got some pressure on him, and I'm really, I think he's one of the most uh, interesting stories for the summer to unfold. I'm watching. I'm looking very much forward to seeing him in pads tomorrow and seeing what he can do. Brad, him who? Who are we talking about? Charles Tapper. Right. Yeah, and they're expecting a lot from Charles Tapper, aren't they? They're expecting some pass rush from him, right? Yeah, absolutely. They expected it last year. I think that they they see him playing a little bit of a different position than he played at Oklahoma. He played a lot inside uh, at Oklahoma, and I think they see him as, a, as an edge rusher, uh, an outside player, and I think they expect him to uh, perform well and be in the rotation and, and in the mix and be a contributor. Brad, I want to... Talking about guys who have had some off-the-field issues, I'm, I just want to get your impression on where you think uh, Zeke Elliott is and how he will handle uh, how he'll handle the idea of growing up a little bit uh, going forward. That's a good one because I think that he's. Uh, it'll be. I think how he'll handle the idea of growing up being forward. Uh, going forward, Evan, will depend in part on um, the honesty that he's getting from uh, his advisors. Um, I'm pretty confident that the people with the team are speaking to him frankly about the need to grow up. I think that probably agents and handlers and and camp, uh, you know, camp Zeke people. Uh, maybe a, a little more uh, sycophantish. I think that's not because they're his people. I think that's natural. And I think that um, he does need to show better judgment and maturity. And the spotlight on him is only going to grow brighter. And he'll have an easier time. He doesn't have to be a monk. Uh, we understand he's 22 years old just by like three days. Um, there's plenty of ways to have a good time and make better choices and use better judgment and understand the world of social media. And, and I, I think that he needs to do some of that 
particularly because the spotlight is on him so much. And um, if, if he is not suspended, this, this whole suspension question is just fraught with uh, uh, all kinds of ramifications. If you're the players' union, I mean, you're around the, you're around the baseball players' union more. Can you imagine at any time from Marvin Miller's days forward what their reaction would be if a player had been suspended from games for basically, uh, for not any specific charge, but for basically uh, not behaving the way we want you to behave. And that's a possibility as we sit here today. Uh, It's entirely possible that there's no specific charge on which they can suspend him, but they don't like the kind of the course of his behavior and they want him to act better, and so they sit him down for a cut. Well, I'll tell you, that's that's pretty treacherous thin ice to me, Um, and so is his behavior that makes them even think about that. It's not in the NFL's best interest to have Ezekiel Elliott not on the field. He's, he's too prominent a player. He's going to be in all kinds of promotional ads. They want him on the field. Well, Br- Brad, so, Brad, Brad, you do so if, he's, if he's not on the field, if he gets suspended, then that would say to me that they're really concerned about his behavior and they're trying to send him a message, which I think gets to Evan's question, uh, and, and that is if he, if he is suspended uh, for nothing in particular – and everything in general, would he um, feel put upon and sulk about that, or would he see it as a warning? And if he's not suspended but he goes through a rigorous examination process, which I think is what's happening right now, that can be equally a uh, wake-up call, and hopefully he's going to learn from it. So so I I wouldn't put you in the camp of the tough love people who say a two-game suspension, a one-game suspension— would benefit Zeke, would, would scare him straight, would you? I, I, don't, I don't know. I know that, uh, I, I know that uh, either Tim Kalashaw or Kevin has written that. Uh, I, I don't know. No, I wouldn't accept that on face value. A young, headstrong guy, especially if he is convinced that he's being picked on, um, might for a one- or two-game suspension for just kind of general boorishness, uh, he, that just might make him more defiant. It, it, might, it might not teach him anything that the process of going through hearing that you might be suspended could also accomplish. So I wouldn't I, automatically I, think that's a good thing. or No, I would not. I, I would think it would be very hypocritical of the NFL um, to, suspend, to suspend a guy without any concrete evidence of of wrongdoing, and, and I'd have an issue with that. He may not be behaving the way you want him to, and you may need to send him a message, but that's up to right. the Dallas Cowboys, and that's up to Ezekiel Elliott. That's not up to the NFL. And Yeah, I would agree. I, I would agree. I just think it's a, that's a slippery slope. If you say, boy, you, hey, hey, straighten your act up, young fellow. We're going we're gonna to suspend you and take your money away for a couple of games. And to, you, 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 can't, know, I, you can't Let's make that. the punishment fit the crime. No. Well, Brad, let me just point out, the Cowboys open up. Oh, Kevin Sherrington has just walked in. Well, he must be on Mountain Time. He's on Mountain Time. Oh, he's calling himself the Des Bryant of this podcast. Oh, does it, so, you're <laughs> buy, so you're buying lunch for everybody today. 
That's you right. got you got a big truck that's outside right, with with barbecue and uh, everything. For, that's great. Well, Kevin, let me introduce you to Brad Cham, who's who's on the. Uh, I've heard of him. Hi, uh, Kevin. I'm one of your biggest fans. Oh, I tell you, you're the best, Brad Sham. Oh my! What, how did this start? I'm the best Brad Sham I can be. Hey, so <laughs> I just I just want to point out that the Cowboys open up on Sunday Night Football, NBC National Game, Week Two. Yes, sir. Week Two, Fox. National game, Troy Aikman, and yes, I think Joe Buck will be there. Week three, ESPN, Monday Night Football, national game. Does Roger Goodell want to see the Cowboys open up without Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott? Do the networks want that? I can promise you the networks do oh, the not networks want that. the networks don't want it. Yeah, no, the networks don't want it. And I don't think, you know, if they decide to suspend him, then Goodell would say, that uh, it's not a question of what I want. It's a question of what's best for the league and the message that we send and blah, 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 blah. That, I'm just saying, if you suspend the guy for general boorishness, that's a very slippery slope. You're going to create problems down the road and maybe not very far down the road. Uh, this is this is what's for the good of the league. I'll point out the league TV ratings were down last year, and they don't want to start the season with uh, the Cowboys – Elliotless uh, on national television. Yeah, no, television. I, I think that's right. I think that's right. It sounds to me more like a thing. If if he was going to be suspended, it should be by the Cowboys, not by the NFL. If the Cowboys decided, you know, some of this stuff is just not good for our team, and if they wanted to do that, then that would be their purview to do that. Hey, you you missed the first twenty seven minutes of this podcast, <laughs> and and I think I think we point we we all said that there are different rules for different talents. Yeah. And we all agreed on that. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. So you think the Cowboys are going to suspend them? No. Okay. No way. You have new glasses, by the way, new frames. I had those before I went on vacation. Oh, they're very lovely. Thanks for noticing. They're very lovely. Um, okay, so so we got that. It, it, seems, it seems like Dez is now an elder statesman of this team. And, and uh, you know, he, he's commenting on other people's uh, frailties. Isn't that unusual, Brad? How about that? How about that? There's, you, you, you never know. You never know. Dez, Dez is a guy who really wants to be a good teammate, and he really wants to win. And he has, he, I don't know that he's always had the wherewithal to make uh, the best possible decisions, but there's no question, while he may not be the model of what you want in a guy in terms of punctuality and uh, different kinds of definitions of responsibility, um, I, there's no question that he, his improvement from his rookie year is off the charts. It's literally unmeasurable how far he's come. Uh, as long as we're talking about uh, leadership, and Evan wanted to ask uh, something, uh, but I figured uh, he already uh, had a chance. Evan put up his hand. He uh, wanted he, to speak. We don't, we don't observe that. Kind no, 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 no. Listen here. I would like someone to to declare order. In uh, yeah, I, I am gonna. I, I'm gonna I take. Sense, I'm gonna take control I because just sense chaos. <laughs> Can somebody be? You're not sensing chaos. This is chaos. Role of Scaramucci and be in charge over yeah. there. Well, since Scaramucci is actually following me on Twitter, I'm going to act as the Scaramucci here and tell them to there all shut up. Um, now we're talking. Here, here's the deal. Uh, that, that I, I, I think we got to go back to one thing that we were talking about earlier with when you, when we bring in Dez and we bring in Zeke and we bring in, we bring back Lucky Whitehead. Brad, you're out there right now, correct? Yes, I, I, he's there. I you're in Oxnard. You're in Oxnard. That is the kind of hard-hitting journalist <laughs> uh, Larry Evans 
Uh, I, this podcast Evan, had, Evan, had you been here at the start, you would have known that. Since I was the, that was this question too, Brad. Since I was that the, was the only question he wanted. Since is, I was the second earliest here, I'm sorry. Um, but here's here's my thing. What's the? Is there a good vibe around this oh camp? That is as that is as good a question as when Barry asked it about 20 minutes ago. Thank you. And, uh, We're getting places right, well, now. Well, here, here's the I deal. I'd like th- to be consistent. I'd like to be consistent in answering in the absolute affirmative. Yeah, well, good, you know, right. it's been 30 minutes, Brad. Let me just say so this. Look. First of all, Barry forgot what the hell he asked 30 minutes ago. Secondly, well, that's a separate the, issue. The only, I didn't forget. The only reason oh, that man. he was here early is because, you know, he, he wakes up earlier to urinate in the middle of the night than the rest of us. And he, well, he gets up and he, too much information. Yes, and he gets are. going. So, yes, we are. So I, I, I still want to I want to get an answer on that from, from yes, your perspective. Yes, the answer is absolutely yes. The answer is there is no distraction okay. for the players. The, okay. not, the, the, the media... Uh, which Bill Parcells would call highly distractible, uh, is all agog over um, Lucky Whitehead and everything else. The players are not distracted in the least. And, yeah, there's a great vibe in this camp. They are, they're going to bring some guys along slowly and see how they are physically, but there's competition at a number of positions. Uh, there's a high expectation of performing well, I think they all understand that you never know. You can't guarantee you're going to win a division or go to the Super Bowl or any of that, but I think they all understand they have chances to do all those things. They're, they're good enough if they play well. Um, the, the, I, I thought there was, about this team last year, a camaraderie that was unusual. I hadn't seen it to that extent uh, in, in a very long time. And some of it had to do with the uh, enthusiasm of the young players, and some of it had to do with outperforming expect. I mean, with overperforming expectations, uh, even if those expectations were external. Uh, but that vibe continues. They believe in themselves. They believe that they must improve. They have really good, solid leaders who hold their teammates to uh, high standards of performance and teammateship. And, uh, yeah, I think the vibe is excellent. Brad, we, ha- we have another Ballsy podcast coming up, College Football, with Tim Brando, who yesterday asked me to, to give you his best wishes. So and I'm, please I, return them to Tim, good I, man. I, I, I am doing that. But I have a question for you. As the dean of NFL play-by-play broadcast. Not the dean of NFL play-by-play. Uh, okay, assuming you were the dean of NFL play-by-play broadcast, how does this, does this team Fuzzy remind you? math by you. Does, does this team remind you of any Cowboy team you've seen? Well, not yet. It's, they don't have a team yet. As Wade Phillips famously said uh, one year just at about this time, Super Bowl, we don't even have a football team. Uh it's too early to say that. I mean, without trying to be funny, they they remind me of last year's team uh, because they're so young. There's a big turnover. You know, NFL rosters turn over about 25% every year. This one's going to turn over at least 40% because they had nine veteran players, a lot of leadership that left, that walked out the door. Now, I think they've uh, they've replaced some of the football players, 
and the leader players that I talk to believe they they are in the process of and in some cases have replaced the leadership. But to me, that's yet to be determined. But um, I, I think that it's too early to say they remind me of the 78 Cowboys or the 90-something. Yeah, they, they don't have a team yet. But it, when they if they have the team they think they're going to have, then that's a good conversation to have um, somewhere down the road during the fall. Brad, you're spectacular as always. What little I heard of this podcast, you were spectacular. Yeah, I mean, you, you only heard the last two and a half minutes, so I'm glad they were two and a half highlight minutes of your sharing well, the next day. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, it led to a lot less clutter by me not being here, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> but we got I always it. enjoy being with you fellas. Oh, it's always fun. Brad, listen, take care. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you next time. You had a question. Uh, no, I no, can't, I can't Brad, ask that question. We've got to go. We heard Brad commit to coming back to being on with us in October. Anytime you want. In October. Anytime we want. This is Brad, can you come back I tomorrow? I said no. Okay. Tomorrow, sure. Brad, be well, and enjoy the 78-degree weather. Yeah. Don't okay. worry. Try to stay inside and stay cool. Okay. Yes, sir. Brad, what's the vibe out there? <laughs> Take care, Brad. See you guys. You know, Sean Bass is here, and he, he declined to even come and sit in with us. I'm not quite sure why. Because he's wise. I, I would have loved to have Sean Bass come on and ask Brad that we're question. Already running late. Yeah, we're running late. We, we don't need any more of that. All right. So I'm going to start calling Evan Vibes. Uh, so, so, so we have two more Ballsy podcasts today. We have Tim Brando talk college football. Tim was on with us last week to talk co- talk college football, but th- but th- we had some production problems. We had some production issues. Uh, needless to say, we have a new producer this week. Wow! And uh, the, to- Tommy's to- my favorite producer. Did I tell you that? Have I said that before? Tommy Noel. Oh my gosh, he's my favorite by far. And, he's not even close. And, Tommy has lapped the field. And 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 then we'll have Evan Grant. Probably Evan. Will you be talking to us about you, Darvish, and the future of his, his future with the Texas Rangers? You got anything about the Rangers, Evan? Uh, it's a good vibe out there. <laughs> Are we still broadcasting? Yeah, no, we're we're, we're about to go. I, I think we should have the professional sign us off. Sean, take us out. Hey, keep listening. <laughs> we have more. We have more vibe. Yeah, lots of vibes. Jam vibey. Alrighty, later. Thanks for listening to the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.